Have no fear of missing out. FOMO, your host is Brian Stanzo, to tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Welcome back to another episode of the FOMO Fans Podcast, soon to be renamed podcast. That's your actually first official tease. I'm recording this on a November 1st. Happy November, Movember. There's all kinds of names November get. Thankful, November. Uh, November is one of those months. It's uh, We get to the end of the year. Um, we I think it's when we remember we're thankful for things. That we also have the holidays coming up. It's also we have all of these goals that we set to achieve uh, 11 months ago. Uh, and we're like, oh, crap. We better get to them right now. Uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, to this episode. And I can tell you the, the, the name or the title might um, catch some of you off guard. Uh, I am not a productivity expert. I am not a time management expert. Um, I am what someone that used to say that I relished in organized chaos. Uh, but I was recently in uh, Laguna Beach with my good friend, uh, like my digital twin, uh, Aaron Garkin King. And Aaron and I were going over, just talking about like um, things in our lives and our business. We're both speakers. We both play in the digital marketing space. Um, and we both business, business content creators. And Aaron said, Brian, um, you are someone that has mastered um, time management and productivity in a way that works really well for you. And I started laughing. I'm like, I am not the time management productivity person. But then she was asking me questions like, how do I do this? And why do I do this? And how do I create content on all these channels while still running my business, while still being a dad, while still traveling? My my girlfriend has is a long distance relationship. I also was diagnosed ADHD um, at 31 years old. So I am uh, medicated with Adderall. You know, I, I have this whole world that goes on. And I can tell you, um, I don't have all the answers. I don't have the magic bullet, but I will share some of the things that I do to um, make my life a little easier, things that I do um, to manage my lack of management, my lack of processes. And so that's what this show is all about. It's This is one, um, like if you're looking for a great time management process productivity person, uh, my good friend Amy Landino, Amy TV on YouTube is the person that does content on this all the time. She is a master. Um, but I'm going to give you kind of my take. And, and I can tell you this, to also set the groundwork here, is I'm, I'm never a fan of someone that says, Brian, um, you must do five things, you know, billionaires do five things before 5 a.m. I'm like, well, I'm a night owl. I don't work best in, in before 5 a.m., so screw you. So I'm not, the, the things that I'm going to share, they're not magic bullets. They don't have to do them exactly the same way. But what I'm going to try to share with you guys on this episode is the why. Why I do some of these things. And, and they should be relatable to you guys on um, really, you know, it's a little bit of prioritization. It's a little bit of knowing yourself. I can tell you, I'm going to start off this episode. You know, I've been doing a lot more um, content around self-awareness. Uh, I'm not even sure what episode. There's a couple episodes recently where I talk a lot about um, self-awareness. I think episode 112, 113, um, both of them are about getting out of your own way and standing out from the noise. Um, I talk about that a lot. Um, and I think self-awareness is the magic, right? Uh, once you're able able to be self-aware. You're able to look in inward to who you are, to the things um, and how you work. That's where the magic is. I don't think productivity, or I don't believe you can be productive, manage your time, or prioritize 
um, the way that you want to live your life until you're first very self-aware. Uh, and I can tell you one of the ways that I'm self-aware, and this is where I'll start off this episode on, is uh, I'm very self-aware in I love to reverse engineer my successes as well as my failures. What I mean by that is if I try something new and it fails, I've learned that most of the time the new thing I tried is not what was the problem. It was either why did I start it? Maybe I started it with um, the wrong motivations or I didn't commit enough time or resources or attention to whatever it was that I was focusing on, right? And so I'm a big believer in reverse engineering something. So, you know, take for a good example is that you know, I started a, a second Instagram account um, two years ago, almost three years ago, um, known and, and part of it, the reason I created that other uh, uh, Instagram account. And what's up? What's up, Periscope? I'm actually live streaming this on Periscope. So I see some of my friends, my, my Periscope friends over there on Periscope. I haven't been on there in a while. Um, but I started this other Instagram account. And the reason was is someone came to me and said, Brian, when did you create your Instagram account? And I was like, well, 2012, 2013, somewhere to, you know, in that range when Instagram first came out. And they're like, oh, I wish you understood what it meant to create a new account in this new era, 2017, 2018, 2019. So I created a new Instagram account um, a couple of years ago called Brian Fanzo Speaker. And um, I can tell you it was difficult to figure out when I should post on one versus the other. I'm not one that believes you should have your business and your personal life separate. I believe people buy from people they like and they buy from people they can relate to. And we relate to people um, both by what they, their business methodologies as well as their personal methodologies. And I'm not a big fan of separating them, but I do know that there are people that want to pursue speaking as um, as a career, which is what I have done. And that I that that having its own dedicated channel would be probably valuable for them. But I can tell you, like when I was reverse engineering it earlier, um, uh, actually in the last couple of weeks, deciding if it still should be a priority for me, what I started doing was like, okay, well, what do I get out of it? What kind of content is there? If I stopped doing that Instagram account out of nowhere, um, would anyone miss me? Would anyone miss that account, right? Because it takes time. It takes things to do it. And for me, um, and it's also one of those things, it, it's been a learning. Like if if I stopped that account and, and deleted it today, it would already be a success for me because it's taught me things about myself. It taught me about growing an account from zero. It also uh, taught me um, some of the nuances of trying to build up rapport in an audience that doesn't know who I really was. Um, it taught me, uh, you know, a, a bunch of variables, even how to try to manage these two different worlds that I have going on um, in there. And so the lessons, the, the learning, the, the, um, be, even the muscle memory on creating content for two accounts, um, that's, that's value as it was. Like I could delete that account and it's, it's, I think it has 6,000 or 7,000 followers it's up to now. Um, I could delete that account and not feel like I wasted my time. But at the same time, I wanted to reverse engineer and say, was this something I should be doing? And is, not only should I be doing it, but what, what does the success look like for me on that platform? And so that's something that you know, reverse engineering, I think, is, is a lesson that we all can learn from, right? So if you fail at something or you succeed at something, do, you should write down, okay, what was it that allowed me to succeed on this? What was the things that I did? What did I sacrifice to achieve this success? Or what did I not sacrifice? Or if I had to do it all over again, how would I do it? And I think those are great ways to be self-aware, right? I, I started to find out, you know, for myself when I work best and when I don't work best. And also trying to figure out, you know, when if I should have a speaker agent or I should still do this all on my own. Should I sacrifice the money that I'm going to give up to give my speaker agent versus the, the time that it's going to save? Or where does this all fit? 
And so I think reverse engineering is, is a big one. Another one, when it comes up all the time is, Brian, how do you find time to do all this social media stuff that you do? And I must preface, preface this by saying something, that if you love the the doing it, if you love the, the, the nuances, you love the conversations, if you are inspired by the little things along the way, finding time for something is not hard. I mean, it's just about sacrificing. There are many times, like, uh, and for those that don't know, I, I've actually talked about this on this show as well. I enjoy binge watching Netflix. I enjoy going to my daughter's sporting events. I enjoy traveling. I love, I mean, I, I love TV and listening to podcasts. Um, but one of the things that I will uh, often do was I will decide sometimes to pause what I'm doing. Maybe it's pause, oh, I was going to go relax today. You know what I'm going to do instead? I'm going to create content or I'm going to uh, engage on social media. So one of the things that I can, I can tell you, one of the secrets that I have is that sometimes I will, I will literally look down on my phone and say, should I watch another episode of this show, which I enjoy? I'm not one that says you shouldn't be doing things you enjoy. Or should I spend time replying to people on Instagram? Or should I spend time consuming content on TikTok? And so uh, the preface of this is I love it. I love social media. Um, I know there's plenty of bad things on there. There's imposter syndrome. There's haters. Um, you know, there's bad news and fake news. I'm not one that is rose-colored glasses as far as what Instagram uh, or what social media provides. But for me... Um, it makes me not feel alone. It's allowed me to find my people. It's allowed me to find my dream job. It's allowed me to um, sit at my house on a Friday afternoon and connect with all of you. And I don't care how many downloads this episode gets, 300 300 to 3,000 to 30,000 downloads. For me, if I'm able to impact one person's life, um, either motivate them, inspire them, educate them, maybe um, entertain them sometimes through um, either, you know, what I'm doing, to me, that's worth it, right? And so, I will tell you part of it is if you don't like social media or you're trying to do do it you're trying to do put yourself out there in a way that is not natural it is really hard to do it's a lot of work um and it's a lot of work even if you love it but that's one of the big advantages that I have I believe over a lot of people is that I have I have the for me sharing and engaging and helping other people is really what motivates me. And I got in this argument um, a while back with somebody who said that they did not feel obligated to educate others. I make this statement a lot. I believe that if you are not telling your story, you are doing a disservice to your community. And I had a friend, uh, actually a kind of a mutual acquaintance, fire back at me and said, screw that. Nowhere do I feel in my life that I need to tell my story or inspire anyone else. I need the only thing I care about is my family and myself. And you know what? Um, the fact that like I would put that on them. And you know what? Um, there are people that like that, and good for you. Kudos to you. Um, if that's how you live, that's where you think. Um, I'm perfectly fine with that. I can tell you, you're not going to make the world a better place. Um, you don't get a right to complain about the world not being a better place. You don't get a right to complain about a lot of things because um, I believe if you are complaining or you are unhappy about something, um, you must be willing to fix it. You must be willing to do what it takes to make a difference. And if you are one that complains about all of these things, yet you're not willing to do the things to make it better, you know what I have to say with that? Screw you, because um, I don't listen to complainers that aren't willing to take actions to make a difference, and uh, I, I've, I never have. I, I have no respect for that. So um, I'm I'm all for uh, people deciding what they do. I love it. Um, I agree that you know learning how to say no, learning how to say yes, also remembering that you can't please everyone. But the other part of this is is that a lot of the advice I'm going to give you, and I'm going to get to some practical things for you guys here on this show, but. 
I want you guys to think of it this way. I'm, I want to change the world. I want to make the world a better place. I want to, um, I firmly believe in the power of connecting great people with great people to do great shit. And it's my, it's, it's my mission. It's what I, I believe in. Um, it's why I work really hard, but I don't need instant success. I don't need, um, instant, um, you know, business revenue. I'm not looking for a win, uh, today or tomorrow. I'm playing the long game. I I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. Um, I'm going to be raising my daughters for the rest of my life. I'm going to be connecting and, and, um, building friendships for the rest of my life. Therefore, when I look at a lot of decisions that I make, uh, and when other people are like, Brian, why do you, why are you on TikTok? And I can tell you the reason I'm on TikTok is I was analyzing my business, and I realized that um, a lot of the people that are are my biggest advocates are over 30 years old. A lot of my biggest advocates for getting me hired as a business are over 30 years old, and I realized that I'm very thankful for that. But then I asked myself, how am I reaching a younger generation? And then other people will say, well, Brian, why would you care about reaching those that are under the age of 20? They're currently not someone that could afford to hire you to speak or afford to buy what you're buying. You're right. They're not. But they're quickly going to be. They're quick. Five years from now, um, having that audience as, my, as a fan, as an advocate of mine is extremely valuable. So I looked at TikTok and said, you know what? This is a place where I can have some fun. I can learn from this younger generation that's doing things oftentimes better, faster, and and in new ways than we are. But I also can play the long game. Success for me on on spending time on TikTok is not getting people to like my content because I'm not a great lip syncer in music. I'm not one. But success for me is building a rapport and building a community of people that discover me on TikTok that five years from now can, uh, that are CEOs of their company that are hiring me to do things, right? And so I look at a lot of things that, that I do in my business and my life as a long-term play. And I believe building relationships is long-term. Building trust is long-term. Uh, trust is uh, takes long time to build and takes uh, instant to lose, right? And so these are, these are some, some of the things I think. So I talked a little bit about self-awareness, talked a little bit about reverse engineering, talked a little bit about loving what I do. Now let me get to the part of what I do to make all of this work. Here's what I figured out. For me, I love creating content. I love sharing my story. I'm not, I'm not someone that five years ago you would have said is a content creator. I'm also not one that you would have said would be someone that would love social media. I love people. I love hanging out in person. I'm a very social person in that way. I'm not your traditional extrovert in every way. Cause I don't like forced conversations, but, um, for the most part, like I love life and I love people and I've always woken up happy. I've always talked fast. I've always, this is kind of like who I am. Right. And there's, you can hear my train that's right by my house here uh, in the background. Cause I have the windows open. Um, but so when I looked at all of this, like I looked at everything that, that's kind of going on and this as a content creator, what I, 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 got, I needed to figure out and what I think I figured out a little bit better over the last couple of years is that, I need to work best when I work best and I need to be able to put controls or constraints into place that allow me to do things my way. And I, I, that's kind of sounds like a little Usher song for those that are, are millennials. You will know Usher and the song my way. Um, great song. Uh, I think it was, it was probably out when I was a senior in high school. So 1999, um, but Usher's my way. And, and so one of the things during my self-awareness that I noticed is that I wake up extremely motivated and then after I record a podcast or I'm a guest on a podcast, I'm also very motivated and inspired to do things. 
But I've, I noticed that between the hours of 11 a.m. Uh, and oftentimes like 3 p.m., I struggle to find motivation. I struggle to do work. I um, My ADHD kicks in. My desire to, you know, I work from home a lot of times. Um, and so what I what I decided to do, the way that I like kind of looked at this or approached it, was I started to say, ask myself, during those hours I feel most productive, I need to start doing the things that I like to do the least, which is emails, which are invoicing, which is tracking down like my to-do list, which is booking travel. And I can tell you for the longest time, I would just get to that when I get to it. And I would have a list of things that I needed to do on my day. And I was like, I will not finish this day until I'm done doing them. And I can tell you, prioritizing things is important. Having a list of things that you should be doing is important. Most important is setting yourself up to success, to succeed by doing things when it makes the most sense for you. And so what I've decided is when I wake up in the morning, I listen to my uh, my smart speaker. I kind of get my debrief of the day. Um, I, I search social media a little bit to kind of get a feeling of what's going on. I open up Twitter. I reply to some tweets. I see a little bit of the trends. And then I dive into the things I hate doing the most. And that has really helped me become more productive because now when it gets to that like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm working by myself and I'm feeling less motivated. Now I do an Instagram story. Now I craft a LinkedIn post. Now I create a podcast episode, whatever that may be. And what I found was that these are things that I love to do. And when I do these certain things, They also inspire me to be more productive afterwards. So one of the tips that I have for you is to look at your day-to-day life. Look at your day-to-day business world and ask yourself, which things give you a a feeling or inspire you to do more things after you do them? Let me me, me clear that up a little bit. What things in your day-to-day, when you do them, they kickstart you to do more things, right? For me, it's recording a podcast and it's cra- it's creating Instagram stories. When I create a really good Instagram story, I get off there and I'm like, man, now it's time to write a blog. Now, man, now it's time to reply to all these emails. Man, now it's the time to book that travel that I need to do, right? Like I get fired up. And I think it's so funny that we, we hear all this advice on things that we should do, but do you ever like consciously look at that, right? And if you are someone that consciously looks at that, stop doing the things that provide you motivation at the end of the day, or before a conference call, or before you go out to lunch. I, I've made this mistake multiple times where I do something that I'm like super love doing and it really jacks me up to be very productive. And I do it just before I need to go to watch my daughters play tennis. And I'm like, well, that's great. I'm sitting at my daughter's tennis game feeling like or my daughter's tennis practice being like, you know, jumping out of my seat and, and not using that to my advantage. And so that's one of my tricks is that um, I started to, re- to write down and document what in my life, what in my day-to-day world do I do that inspires me to do more? The other thing that I've done is I've been okay and I've forgiven myself for certain times of the day where I, I told you earlier, I, I enjoy watching Netflix. I enjoy binge watching TV. I, I use that as a way that allows my brain to take a break. Um, you'll find me oftentimes at like one o'clock in the afternoon, I'll take a two hour break and watch TV. Because at that point, I've decided I'm not productive. I'm not doing things that are beneficial for me. I should just give myself a break. And then when I go out, to, when I go out and grab some dinner, and, I, I, and on the way home, I get fired up for a topic, I'll come home and I'll work from 7 p.m. till midnight. And before, I used to do that. And I'd either overwhelm or I'd be like, man, I don't give myself, uh, my, my brain a, a chance to turn off. 
you know, there's other things that I do that I, I start to analyze and ask myself, like, where do I find motivation? For me, oftentimes I find motivation watching something like a documentary outside of my comfort zone, listening to a podcast that isn't about business or marketing, or turning on, taking a shower, listening to throwback music. Like I love nineties rap in the shower because it kind of, it, it, it jargles something in my brain to remember something from my childhood that then I'm like, Ooh, have I ever talked about that and how it makes me a better business person? And so I I really work hard at looking at those things and then trying to position the, 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 um, creation of this stuff in a way that allows it to be better for the rest of my day. So that's one of my, my things. The other things are I started to really put restraints around some of the things that I do in a sense that I don't allow myself to waste time doing something that isn't going to make me better. One of them is crafting uh, a graphic for my blog or, or, uh, or write, typing out like something that is like this, um, you know, this massive blog post or whatever it may be. What I decided that is that you know, for, for a blog post graphic or something I'm going to share on social media, I have an eight-minute timer on my desktop, and I give myself eight minutes. I, I hit the timer, and I'm like, all right, for the next eight minutes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create a new graphic for this my website or a new graphic for a new gig that I'm presenting on, and I give myself eight minutes. When the eight minutes is up, I, I don't stop immediately, but I, I, I like take a couple, minutes, a couple seconds to like wrap it up, and then I decide that's enough time. What, what that has allowed me to do is I would oftentimes spend 30 or 40 minutes creating a graphic or 45 minutes editing a video, and then when I would look at it, no one would know the difference between 45 minutes and eight minutes. But if I didn't have that timer, I would get myself to try these different fonts and move all this stuff around. And, and that includes creating stories on Instagram or a video on LinkedIn. One of the things that you have to kind of start to do is start to ask yourself, like, where am I spending my time and how much of that time is making a difference? And what I found was if I'm on canva.com, which is, you know, or Adobe Spark, Adobe Spark is a, an app that I use a lot um, to create uh, co- to create the graphics that I use. Um, what is the amount of time that is worth spending there that I feel like I can still create something of value and something of quality, but not waste all of my time, right? And so I actually have that timer set up. Um, I'm also one that puts a lot of stuff on my calendar. Now, I'm not great at calendar blocking per se, um, which my, my friend Amy Landino um, is the queen of calendar blocking. Uh, and if you want to learn more about calendar blocking, check out her YouTube video. I actually um, watched one of her YouTube videos on the way home from, on the airplane the other day when I realized I needed to be a little bit better at blocking off my calendar. And she works through like blocking it off to eat lunch, blocking yourself to shop for groceries, blocking it off um, to take a shower, blocking off all of these things so that you start and stop things that so you keep yourself most productive but for me that that hasn't worked but there are things that I throw on my calendar that I want to be productive with another thing that I've learned um, in my own way of doing things um, that I think is really really valuable is that um, is that when I what I started to do was look at my time management and I started to realize that a lot of times I spend too much time in my head and what I used to do is I used to have these yellow boards on my wall behind me, and I still, I still have a couple of them that are off to the side. And I used to spend time getting everything out of my head onto the wall. But what I've learned over the last uh, year or so is that once I get it to the wall, I still need to get it to my laptop, which then means I still need to get it to turn it into activation. So what I've done a lot now is I, I've start using my notes, my notes app on my iPhone 
to take a lot of things that are stuck in my head and I put them into a different note and I have these notes organized in different folders. Yes, there's productivity apps like Asana and Trello and Slack and all that stuff. But what happens for me is that when I put all the time into a putting information into one of those apps, oftentimes I get stuck in that app or I get I go down a rabbit hole within that app and I just I'm stuck there only doing those kind of things. And so what I found was I now went from used to being able, I used to have the steps was take things out of my head, throw it on the wall, take things from the wall, add it to my computer, take things from my wall and add it from my computer and, and turn it into a task that I wanted to complete. Now I've kind of removed one of those steps and I just take things from my head and I put it on on my notes um, function. And I can tell you, one of them was this. I was sitting with Erin. Um, we were sitting uh, at Laguna Beach where she lives, which is one of my favorite places in the world. And Erin was like, Brian, you, you are a productivity time management person. And as soon as she said that, what I did was I opened my phone, opened my notes app into my folder that says podcast ideas. And I said, do a podcast about time management and productivity. The nice thing about that that I've figured out with me is that I used to be like, Brian, don't forget to do a podcast without that. Don't forget to do a podcast. And then I would I would check, I would actually check out listening to our conversation that her and I would have for the next hour because I'm like programming myself not to forget something that that I wanted to keep in my head. And so that's one of the other secrets that I found is that if you're afraid to forget something or you're a, you you have a great idea, you need to have that place to capture that, right? That place to really, that allows you to remove that from the top of your mind. Because I can tell you one of the things that I've really tried to embrace lately and I'm really working hard on, and people talk about it a lot, they, they compliment me, is I am really, I'm really focused and in the moment, and I am uh, I am engaged with anyone that I'm talking to. If I am talking to you uh, on direct message, or I'm talking to you on the phone, or maybe we're in person at an event, one of the things that I work really hard on is being there in the moment. And I am someone that multitasks, right? I'm someone that documents, I pull out my phone, and, and, and they're like, Brian, how do you think about that? And so this is the way that I've found it, that if I remove the space in my brain from trying to remember things I don't want to forget, and instead I just remove that burden, offload that burden onto the notes app, it allows me to spend time still being in the moment, yet capturing and documenting journeys that go along. With that being said, I also kind of have a process for my documenting. So remember, I, I, when I look at productivity and time management, I also look at the, the individual tasks, right? And the, the individual tasks of these different pieces is that I want to make sure that what I am actually doing for the day is what I need to be doing, right? So prioritizing my day. But I also know that I want to document my day um, on different um, social media apps throughout the day. So one of the things that I do in the morning when I'm in the shower is I think about the story I want to tell for the day. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm not really sure I have a story. Maybe I'll just document my podcast. Or maybe I'm like, you know, um, I'll just see how the day goes. Other times I'm like, ooh, today's a good day to do this. Like, for example, I've been excited. Today's November 1st, and I'm doing something on my Instagram account um, for the entire month that I've not done previously. And what I'm calling it is I'm calling it Thankful Fans. Thankful fans. So every day this month, I'm going to highlight a different person on my Instagram stories account that I, um, I'm thankful for, that I'm thankful for their friendship, thankful that they motivated, thankful for whatever they are. And I'm going to do that every day this month. 
with that being said, I'm also going to move my documenting of my journey of my life to my other Instagram account, which is Brian Fanzo Speaker. And so this is a big shift for me. But when I woke up this morning, I was like, okay, well, how am I going to present that? What things do I have in the day? And then what time in the day makes the most sense for me to share this new project, to put this new project out there? And so these are things that I do within my day, within my process to make that happen. Another thing that I do is that... Um, I believe on social media that the alg- we blame the algorithms for not allowing people to see our content or our conversation. And here's what I'm here to tell you, is that your content on conversation on most of your channels, based on organic exposure, doesn't really matter. What matters is the people that you strategically want to see your content are the people that you want to get your content in front. So what I actually do on my calendar is I block off an hour um, twice a week to purposely engage with certain people that I believe are people that I want to see my current content that help me in my business or that I believe would find it valuable for me. So on my calendar, Wednesdays at 4 p.m., there's an entire hour that I have blocked. And what I do is I will type someone's name into Instagram and go directly to their account, and I will comment and I will engage. I don't rely on the algorithm of a social network to position the people that are important for my business to put their content in front of me. I make the effort to care about them and I put it on my calendar and it's something that we can all do. If you want to make sure, like here's the thing, I don't care about how many views I get on Instagram post. I care about the right people that I want for each post to see my content, right? How do I do that? Well, you can message them the content if, if you think it's that valuable. But for me, I go and engage. I ask questions. I comment on their posts. And what do they do? Brian, I love that. Oh, you know what, Brian? I haven't seen what, uh, your content in my feed in a while. I'm going to go check out what you're doing. It's amazing that if you want to get around the algorithms, then prioritize the people that you want to reach and spend time engaging with them. And guess what they'll do? They'll come back and see your content. Creating content, in my opinion, is the easiest part. Getting your content in front of the right audience at the right time is the hardest part. And we can blame algorithms. We can blame the medium. We can blame the social network for not having lists. We can be pissed off at Facebook and they don't prioritize our stuff. Or we can do the hard work. We can build relationships by caring about people. Um, I, I get referred to as a super connector a lot. I take a lot of pride in that because I, I said earlier, like my mission in life is connecting great people with great people to do great things. But you know why I'm a super connector? I spend a lot of time caring about a lot of people. I consume a lot of content. If a friend of mine has a new podcast, I listen to it. If, uh, if, if there's someone that I'm going um, to see at an upcoming event, I make an effort to watch their Instagram stories for an entire week leading up to it. Is it going to directly all of a sudden be mind blowing if I do? Maybe not. Or maybe it will be, right? It is amazing. I, I can't even tell you guys that, I mean, I really want to hammer down on this is that I don't care about reaching a million people or a thousand people or even a hundred people. I care about connecting and reaching the people, either the people that I know or the people that I believe I know and getting that, getting what I'm doing in front of them so they can hire me, so they can be my advocate, so they can um, connect with me, right? And I, and I spend time doing it. And so put time on your calendar to say, you know, put the time and say, screw the algorithms. I'm going to go reach out and I'm going to, I'm going to comment and engage and care about the people that I want to see my content. And yes, there's an, there's a, um, there's an argument for 
the idea that, hey, what about the people that you don't know, but you want them to find it? Here's how I believe on that. And this is my new focus. It's been my focus for the second half of 2019. I believe that if I spend more time turning my current fans into super fans, my super fans will allow me to be discovered organically by their friends and their community. Rather than me spending all of the time trying to reach new people and neglecting the people that I already reach, I make a priority to care and engage about those that are already that already know me, that I, I want to build a deeper relationship with them so that they can broaden the people that know me, if that makes sense. So what I think about it this way is that, yes, I can use new hashtags and post more content and promote my podcast in all these different ways to reach this whole new audience, or I can create my content, and then really double down on my relationships. And my relationships can talk about how great I am or how much my content impacts them. And all of a sudden, they're exposing me to their audience that has that, that, that bond and that link. And all of a sudden, I'm reaching new people that already are connected through our, my mutual acquaintance. So one of my productivity time management tips, the reason I didn't have an email newsletter until this month was because... I was really focused on building those rapport and, and really the email newsletter came down to people said, Brian, I care about your content, but I don't see it in my channels. Can I subscribe to your email newsletter? So I know there's a hundred percent chance I get it. And I said, Ooh, I said, you know what? You're right. So I'm launching this month, press the damn button, the email series. If you guys want to tune into that, just in your browser, uh, type in press the damn button dot email. So press the damn button type out press the damn button dot email in your browser. It should pop you over to a screen for you to be able to sign up for my email newsletter. Um, I'm going to do some fun things there, that, that, some fun content. But the reason I'm using that, I didn't plan on plugging that in the show, is that I am really am going to double down with those that are, I'm not going to do a whole bunch of um, uh, lead gen and a whole bunch of um, email signups. So like, hey, you know, do this, download this white paper to sign up for my email newsletter. Because I just want to provide more value to those that already like me and already trust me and I've already done work with me. I can honestly say I, I plan on moving my business from a six-figure business to a seven-figure business through not getting whole new customers through my own work, rather create, taking my current customers and those that have hired me over the last five years and doubling down with them. And maybe they'll either hire me or they're going to they're gonna advocate for my friends. And so that's another way that I, I'm able to be productive and manage my time is that I don't spend all of my time on new audiences creating new shit. I spend a lot of my time making things, you know, building relationships deeper and on, on that level. Another thing that I do is I, I give myself a break and I allow myself to say no to some things. Um, that's one that I've struggled with. I know that was like my, my, uh, one of my goals for 2019 was to say no to more things. And I've been much better at that. I'm not great at it. Um, I actually, I think one of the secrets is not saying maybe stop saying maybe to things. If it's a, maybe it's a no, right? Um, maybe what maybe does is then it, people keep coming back and checking back and checking back, checking back. Um, and that can be really, really, um, time consuming. It can be really, um, really difficult to kind of stay up to date on it and really, um, grab a, get a handle on and so I, without question, recommend and suggest um, kind of doing that from a priority side. The other thing about it is 
one of the things that I found for me to be more productive and manage my time, and this might hurt some people's feelings, but I'm just gonna put it out there, is I've decided to mute certain people that are my peers or certain people that I'm friends with on certain social media channels so that their noise, what they're doing in their business doesn't influence my business. And that it might sound bad. And and I'm a big believer in unfollowing and blocking those that, that spew hate. I don't believe you should unblock and follow those that have a different opinion than you, because I think we do need to have a well-rounded opinion of things that are going on. But I think it's important also to ask yourself, does this person's opinion or how this person's doing their business, should it have an impact on how I do my business? And the, if the answer is no, I need to remove them from having the opportunity to enter my brain, to disrupt my way of thinking. And I think this is something that you have to, to really understand is I don't mind having a large circle of friends. And I do. I'm very blessed to have a very big network of amazing people that I am friends with. But at the same time, I have a much smaller circle of people that I allow to influence how I do my business, how I create my content. I have a smaller circle of people whose opinions I, I, I really treasure to the, the, the highest degree. There are certain people that will say something about me and I'll say, thank you for the feedback. There are other people that will say something and give me feedback that I'll say, can I get on a phone call with you? Or I will ask them for more information on it. Hey, can you give me more ideas and more advice? Or, hey, let's get on a phone call. I need to catch up with you. And, and I can tell you, prioritizing your day also includes prioritizing who you allow impact what you do and prioritizing whose comments you value. Too many people don't tell their story. Too many people don't post on social media. Too many people don't put themselves out there because they're too worried about what other people are going to say. And I'm one that's always worried about what people are going to say, but here's what I've done. I'm still going to worry about what people are going to say I've just decided to select who I'm worried about. Does that make sense? I've decided to select whose opinions I value enough to allow me to shift what I'm doing. So it's no longer about trying to please the world, no longer about trying to solve, to, to listen, to, you know, and I listen to everyone's opinion. And I'm not saying that I don't value everyone's opinion in, in some form, but the ones that I allow to prevent me or to motivate me, I've made that a smaller thing. And last but not least, when it comes to motivation and inspiration throughout your day and prioritizing things, screenshot awesomeness. I have an entire podcast episode on this, but not enough people do it. Every time you do something good in your day, every time you get an email that's positive, every time someone says something nice about you, anytime you get a compliment, screenshot it and put it into a folder that allows you to tap into it. Everyone can get down. Everyone can be burnt out. Everyone can be disappointed by things. But if you are able to tap into those good things that you do each day, each hour, each week, it's a great reminder to not be down, to keep you motivated. I, I, I tapped into one of mine yesterday. I opened my folder and there was a comment in there about me changing someone's business life. And it was exactly what I needed to hear because I, I unfortunately... Um, I got a couple comments from someone that said that um, they've decided to unfollow me or do whatever they may um, have done. And and I was a little bit down and I decided to open up that folder and it, it was what I needed to read. There's so much, we spend so much time on the haters and the things that are negative. We don't spend enough time remembering the good things and being inspired by the good things we do. And so I look at time management and I look at all of these things as, as that as well. And then lastly, I, and I have a whole podcast episode on this as well, is... 
for me, managing your notifications on what you decide disrupt you and how and where is extremely, extremely, extremely important. What I mean by that is on my phone, I don't have a lot of notifications from social networks. On my iPad, I do. Because when I'm on my iPad, I'm okay with the work that I'm doing on my iPad being disrupting my life. On my MacBook computer, I do not have a single notification on my MacBook for anything. If I'm doing work on my MacBook and I don't have my phone in front of me or my iPad in front of me, I know at that moment I do not believe that anything should distract me. And Even oftentimes I will turn my phone into do not disturb mode when I'm in that mode. I think one of the things that I, I feel like we can all do a little bit better is that it's not about unplugging. It's not about disconnecting social media. It's not about blaming social networks. It's about managing the notifications, deciding when things should disrupt you versus not. If you do, if you get upset because you get you um Insta, if you get on Instagram, you spend too much time on Instagram. Maybe on your you're on your phone, turn off notifications for Instagram, or maybe put Instagram into a folder so it's not on your home screen so you don't see it as much. I believe all or nothing answers are ridiculous. I don't believe to be more productive in life, you need to turn off your phone. I don't believe to be more secure in in the world, you need to have a 40 character password. I believe it's about small changes that we make over time. And it's about tweaking those changes and, and prioritizing where those changes come into our lives. So I ask you, start documenting, hey, if Instagram is a time suck for you, maybe think about when should Instagram be a available for me. Maybe I should just put it on my phone and put it in a different piece and I should put it on my calendar uh, certain times of the day that I can be on there. If you're not spending enough time doing other things, like using these things to, to be more productive. I am not, this is not the answer to everyone's problems. I'm not going to give you 10 tips for time management, but I'm going to tell you what I've found is that the more time I spend on being self-aware on my habits and the things that I'm doing, the more time I reverse engineer my success and my losses, the more productive and the better I have been with my time. The less time I listen to 10 tips to do before 5 a.m. or five things that every business owner should do in 2019, you know what? Screw that. Like that's their uh, that's their advice. What I'm doing is I'm I am really examining what works for me, what doesn't work for me, and then trying to figure out the root causes of that and the deciding how I can tweak what I'm doing to be more productive, to save more time, to make me a better person, a better uh, business person. And I can tell you, my business is a hockey curve up. My brand is on a hockey curve up. My personal life has been a rocky road. I've been going through a divorce, moving locations. I'm actually moving uh, to be closer to my daughters right now at the moment. But one of the things that's allowed me to do that, and this is where I'm going to leave this episode, I'll wrap this up right here, is compartmentalization. I'm able to compartmentalize a lot of things because I do a lot of self-awareness and a lot of priority-based things. And I don't allow certain things to impact other things. I don't allow people's opinions on certain things to impact me in certain ways because I, I, have, I am one that is not is just not doing that. And so I'm going to talk a lot more about this um, as we move forward. Uh, and as I said, if you want to sign up for the email newsletter, it's uh, press the damn button dot email. So press the damn button dot email, I believe. Uh, let's see. Yes. Press the damn button dot email uh, should send you to a page. Oh, it's it's going to a 404 page. Well, I'm going to fix that. So by the time you guys are listening to this, um, I'm going to make sure that actually goes uh, press the damn button dot email goes to the sign up for my email newsletter so you guys can check it out. So um, until next time, my friends, Make it a great day. Remember, empathy starts with me. 
If we want the world to be more empathetic, we first must be willing to put ourselves out there and tell our own stories. Be vulnerable, care about your community, share, and allow people to be empathetic towards us. Imagine this. If every person that listens to this podcast was a little bit more open, a little bit more honest, and allowed people to be more empathetic towards us as far as understanding who we are, what we're about, and what we're struggling with, and what we're what we're looking to do, if we each did that, just on this podcast, if we each did that, together we would make the world a better place. We would make our computer communities a better place. We'd make our spouses and our significant other ones um, better because by allowing other people in to see who we are, together we're going to realize that we're not much different and that the things that, that divide us shouldn't be the things that divide us. And the things in our world today that are, we're allowing to impact us, we are much more alike than we are different. And if you're able to compartmentalize certain things that we shouldn't care about, we're going to need to do that in this world as we move forward to make it a better place. For Brian Fanzo, iSocial fans, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this show every week. Hope you guys have an amazing weekend, and I will be back. Uh, I have a couple episodes that I'm recording uh, in a row uh, this weekend, uh, so stay tuned for a lot more on that, and also more news on the name change for the podcast and some other things that you guys should really hopefully be excited about that I have in the works, including a place for you guys to buy hats and shirts. You guys heard it first here. Cheers, my friends. Make it a great day.